Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in Parenting with Impact. I am thrilled to have you here today for this conversation with Shelly Lefko. And, you know, you can read all about her in the, in the show notes. And, and what I want to tell you about Shelly is, you know, beauty of the work that I get to do in the world is that sometimes I get to meet my sheroes. And Shelly is somebody who I was introduced to longer ago than either of us look old enough for it to be, and who was a parenting expert back in the days when I was still um, trying to figure all this out before I became a coach, before I started Impact Parents. And Shelly was one of the people who I learned from back in the early days. I remember I found the notes from a webinar I did with you probably 15 years ago. Recently. Oh. So I know it's really kind of cool. And, you know, oh. we have a lot of intertwining. Um, her husband was a colleague of mine. And um, so there's been a lot of connection over the over the years. But it's a pleasure to, to invite you back and to have this conversation with you today, um, because you have a particular spin on parenting, particularly young kids. And um, so I'm excited to have this conversation. So here's how I want to start. Tell us about what it is you do this spin you take, this approach you have, and and how you got to be doing this work with families. Yeah, it's so good to be back and to see you. You know, I like parenting educator because parenting expert, but yeah, you know, it's that. really funny when you said it the first time, this is the first time I ever said, yeah, I am an expert, but I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> you've been parenting a long time. No, that's <laughs> not why. And that's why I don't like parenting expert because I've been parenting a long time and I'm still trying to figure it out. Yep. But why I do think I'm an expert is because of how I got into it and what I do all day. So about 30 years ago, my husband was looking at his own life and why he knew to do things and wasn't doing them and um, things were supposed to turn out and didn't. And he says he downloaded, but he created this process that was based on the, the philosophy that our beliefs about ourself and life, most of which are unconscious, we don't even know that we have them, totally determine our behavior, our right. emotions, our reality. So when I say a belief, what I mean by a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. Truth, right. So we started working, well, we started working in corporations, but at some point we started working with individuals. And I started working with people and they would come to me and I would say, um, you know, how can I serve? And they'd say, well, I procrastinate. I can't stand up for myself. 
I worry about what everybody else thinks about me. I don't speak up. I have fears and anxiety all the time. And I don't I, feel like I'm good enough. I, I don't feel, feel like I deserve. I right. We could right. we could keep going, right? Right. Right. So so I would listen to what we call patterns or you know places where people feel stuck. And then I would say, given what I do, what do you believe that has you not do those things or do those things if you don't want to do those things? And I would help them uncover these unconscious beliefs. And you said the most common belief that people have is I'm not good enough. Now, Elaine, I have clients now because I work on Zoom. I had a client yesterday in Kuwait. Yep. In Kuwait. I'm with you. Me too. I mean, (laughs) it's amazing, isn't it? it, It's amazing, right? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. So I'm talking to these people in every country, in every culture, and they all have the same beliefs. Same story. Yeah. And where do these beliefs come from? So when I, so the first year or two that I started doing this, I would say, so where did you get the belief I'm not good enough? And they'd say, well, when I was a kid, my parents criticized me all the time. Oh, where did you get the belief I'm not important? Well, my parents were working all the time or they were busy all the time or they were playing tennis and they never paid attention to me. Oh, well, where did you get the belief that you're not worth loving, that you're in these, you stay in these crappy relationships? Oh, well, when I was a kid, I never got kisses and hugs and I never got told I'm loved. So it suddenly, when I was a kid, so it suddenly dawned on me, oh my goodness, if we could change the way people parent, if we could transform parenting, we could stop the suffering on this planet, right? Now, so so I want you to say that again. If we can transform parenting, we can stop the suffering on this planet. A hundred percent. That's a profound statement. And I don't care what party you're in. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care. Because if you don't believe that people can't be trusted and people are out to get me and my way is the right way and my religion is the right religion and black people are bad and all of these beliefs that we have, we will stop the suffering on the planet. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm I'm with you. And I got big dreams to do that. Yeah. So now I want to make something very, very real. This is really important because I am a very pragmatic person, right? Yep. I'm not woo-woo and, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm- No, you got to make it, you got to apply it in everyday life. Exactly. Now, right. everybody listening, I'm hoping you have little kids or you remember when your kids were little. So I want you to answer this question. When you come home at the end of the day, what do your children do when they see you? Every client in every country in Uganda, my client said, they run to me. And I say, oh, and what do they want? So answer that question. What do your kids want at the end of the day? They want three things. Affection attention, and acknowledgement. Yep. That's pretty much it. We so, could just end this podcast right now. 
and, and you would have everything you need. And, and yet you're still going to get more, right? So what so do wait, we wait, want? Wait, wait. Affection, attention, acknowledgement. Right. Now, what is the one word question that every young child asks all day long? So if we were doing this live, I would say, type it in the chat box. Right. And I did this, I did this with hundreds of people the, the other day. And they're writing, uh, why, 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 why? People who don't have kids know the answer to that question. Why can't I have a play date? Why do I have to go to sleep? Why can't I have dessert? Why can't you play with me? Why do you have to go to work? Why do I have to go to school? Why is the sky blue, right? So if you criticize your kids, they're going to ask, why why can't I live up to my parents' expectations? Oh, I see. I'm not good enough. Why are they not paying attention to me? Oh, I see. I'm not important. Why are they walking around going, oh, my God, this child is so difficult. Oh, I must be difficult. Now, I had one of those. Okay, I had a child who I used to say was, do you want to breathe? No. (laughs) It was like that. And today she is extraordinary woman, young woman, um, just she's extraordinary. But she had some work to do because of mama, because I never said you are because I would never say to a child, you are. But when I really got to my wit's end, I would say, sweetheart, why do you have to be so difficult. Uh, She still heard it as I'm difficult. I'm difficult. Right. So, you know, and I often say that, that if we don't, if our kids will make up a story based on the experience. Right. And so oftentimes in my realm, parents are talking about whether or not they should share a diagnosis with their kid. And I I often say, if, if you don't give them an explanation for what's going on, what they're going to make up, is a whole lot worse. They're going to make up on lazy, crazy, or stupid, right? And what I'm hearing you saying is our kids are making up a story. But here's why. Yeah. See, everybody says that. They're making up a story. Like, no, like, but like, there's a good reason why. I'm not, I'm not yeah, yeah, No, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I understand and I appreciate it. But everybody knows this is true. They're making up a story. That's true. But yeah. here's what people don't understand. It's because they think, now listen, this is the most important thing you're going to hear as a parent. And and I say that because of 30 years of asking the question that I'm going to share with you. Doesn't it seem like as a child, you saw I'm not good enough. You saw I'm stupid. You saw there's something wrong with me. And every single person says, I did see that. And at which point I say, now, listen, it's impossible to not believe something you think you saw. Mm. So if somebody said to you, well, Shelly's a blonde, you'd say, no, she's not. She's a redhead. And you'd say, no, she's a blonde. And they'd say, no, you'd say, no, she's a redhead. They couldn't. I saw the redhead. I'm not going to believe that it's blonde. Exactly. Got it. Or Shelly hates flowers. No, she doesn't. I saw at every podcast she does, she has flowers. She doesn't hate flowers. So if you think you, and this is why 
10, 15 years of therapy may help you cope with life, but it doesn't get rid of your beliefs. I have worked with Harvard PhDs who had the belief, I'm stupid. Right. Because they still think they saw it. One of my Harvard uh, PhDs said to me, my father, now I know you guys don't do that because you're conscious enough to be on a podcast like this, but his father used to smack him on the back of the head and say, genius, every time he didn't do something he wanted. (laughs) There's a clear message, right? (laughs) Right. So if the child thinks they're seeing there's something wrong with them, that's what they're going to believe. So what you need to focus on is whether you tell them about their, their diagnosis or don't tell them, you have to be careful that it's not a box. So beliefs are boxes. People always say limiting beliefs. All beliefs limit you. I mean, to some, even if they limit you in a good way, beliefs, if something is true, it's true. And it's this, there's nothing can be not true about that. So a, a belief is a box. And if your kids think that they have this thing and therefore, so my suggestion is that you share stories with them or show them evidence that kids like them. And all you have to do is Google successful people with ADD or successful people who had anxiety or or dyslexia or whatever it is. Exactly. You'll find thousands. Yeah, we've done it. was, and this one was, and that one was. Well, and all these suspicions of who we now in hindsight look back and say, oh, he must have been or she must have been. But so show them evidence that kids like them turn out fabulous is what I'm hearing. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) I'm thinking, Shelly, I used to say to one of my kids all the time, you're going to be an amazing adult. We just got to get you there. Right. Like you are going to be adulthood is when you're going to that's going to be your time. Yeah. You're going to be amazing. But getting you there, this is and it wasn't your hard work. It was school is hard. Life is hard. Social is hard. Whatever it was, was like acknowledging what was hard for them, for them. Right. Yeah. And so these grand statements, anytime you say is whatever you say after that is not true. There is no is, my husband used to say. There, I have, we made him a sweatshirt that says there is no is. There is no the truth. We have no idea what's going to happen. Now, if we had a lot of time, I would teach you. I, I mean, I can teach this to you pretty quickly. And it's it, this tool will save your life. You All will rightly and you'll say, Shelly, this is a game changer. But I'm going to blow your head open before. I wasn't going to teach this, but it's you All just right. have such I was a going to say, here you are. Pandora's box for me. So what we realized was that what causes all of our emotions, right? Your And this is about how you respond to your kids, because how you respond to your kids obviously is a game changer, right? That's right. what this might yeah. happen. You can't control what happens. You can control how you respond to what happens. Perfect. And right. nobody's expecting you to be a perfect parent. I obviously, I was not a perfect parent. Nobody's a perfect parent. But and you can do this to minimize the damage. Okay, so we give meaning to events all day long, right? Your spouse doesn't kiss you. Hello. Oh, he's having an affair or she doesn't love me anymore. You know, if 
your child gets a, a C or gets in trouble in school. Oh God, they're never going to get into college. Then ne- this is never going to work out. I'm a terrible mother. My kid is whatever. So we we catastrophize. So we give meaning to events all day long. And even if we don't catastrophize, you know, if your child comes home and says, all the kids hate me, you know, you go, oh God, he's never going to have any friends. So it's just meaning. We give meaning to events, right? People who play golf, they hit three bad shots and they go, oh, I suck at putting. And then It's why somebody wears the same dirty socks before every game, because they've decided that's what helps them win the game. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's a brilliant. I'm going to use that. I love that. They gave meaning to the fact that they won a couple of games with these socks. Right. Right. Yep. Now, meaning. So if, if you walk into a room and somebody, you know, doesn't say hello to you, what might you automatically think? Well, you might like, make assumptions. They don't give me, like me. me they, they, they don't, don't like, like me. me. They don't like me. Right? They're rude. They don't they want do. to see me. They don't want to see right. me. Right. Whatever you said, even if it was positive, where did that meaning come from? They don't like me. They're rude. Where did the meaning come from? From my own assessment of, of how I feel people are going to treat me or no. think about me or meaning, feel me. Meaning. Everybody complicates this. Meaning comes from your mind. Okay. Period. Yeah. From my thoughts. Yeah. He's having an affair. They don't like me. He doesn't love me anymore. She's mad at me. She doesn't want to be my friend. I'll never get this job. All of those meanings come from inside your mind. Okay. Yeah. If meaning is inside your mind, do events have meaning? Do events have inherent meaning? In and of themselves? No. No. And I use an example. My, oh, I have a better one. I always use the example. My husband died. I miss him every minute of every day, but the events have no meaning. It, right. it, in other words, it doesn't mean I'm going to starve to death. It doesn't mean I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. It doesn't mean I'll never be happy again. The event, we, and another way of saying this, and this is really powerful, you don't know anything for sure because something happens. Right. So when your child does something or doesn't do something and you, the moment you have a negative emotion, and this is a practice, stop and ask yourself, what just happened? Okay. What meaning did I just give? What just happened? Yeah. Come up with one other possible meaning, right? Well, it could be he's different now, but that doesn't mean he's always going to be different. Or it could mean he's having a temper tantrum because something is malfunctioning in his brain. And it could mean he's just tired. But the fact that he did or said that doesn't have meaning. Yeah. Just because he has ADD now doesn't mean he always will. I know lots of kids who outgrow it. You know, I think. Well, I'm going to challenge you there who who learn to manage it and navigate it. It doesn't change the wiring of the brain, but their capacity to to manage it and learn to live with the brain they have shifts as they mature into it. Got it. Now, I think if I might have been diagnosed with ADD as a kid, now I don't know this, that it would be the brain ADD, but I'm one of these people who is like, look, something shiny. Oh, you know, my kids always make fun of that. You know, it's like, 
you know, mommy's like, oh, look, something shiny. So, but I've learned how to focus. I've learned how to deep listen. I've learned how to concentrate. I have ways in which I do things, right? Which if you did, and I don't know if you do, but if you did have ADHD would be one of the manifestations of ADHD is the ability to hyperfocus. So yes, you may be distracted, but yes, you also have the capacity <laughs> to regulate and really hyperfocus on something that you're really interested in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a great example. So anyway, if you can, if you can get, and this was like a complete download for me to share this with you, if you right. can get that the that what's happening is out there. Yes. And the meaning is in your mind. And you don't know anything for sure because that's happening. I'm never going to get to sleep. I'm never going to sleep again. You know, this is never going to stop. My life is ruined. None of that is true. Right. It really isn't. So the moment you get that the meaning is in your mind, not in the events, the emotion will go away. Yeah. So normally what I talk about, never talk about that in parent, particularly in parenting. Oh, we talk about it all the time all the time in terms of how do you escape a stress cycle. So you, because we have this story that we tell ourselves, you're calling it meaning, it's a little different, but it's it's similar. And when we can make up a new story or a series of stories and choose a different story, we can take action based from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, I love that you're bringing it up here because it's a really helpful concept for us as parents to realize that we can change what we're telling ourselves. And what I'm hearing you saying behind that is we can change the meaning we give to something, right? We don't have to ascribe meaning to something in a way that's not serving us. But bigger than change the meaning, yes. But if you go one step further and get that the event has no meaning, meaning. you don't know. And now it's not that it doesn't matter that your head kid is banging his head in the wall or whatever they're doing. It may matter. There may be a consequence, but it doesn't mean we don't know anything for sure because that's what's happening in this moment. moment. Agreed. Love it. Yeah. The meaning is in your mind. It's not in the events. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to my soapbox is be careful what you say and do your facial expressions, your you know, you can say, you're going to ask my favorite quote. And I just went, well, I don't know, but, but I'm, I do know I have a favorite quote, but, yeah. but one of them is, yeah. <laughs> no, but one of the things is that the world has never been changed by well-behaved women. Right. And I used to have that bumper sticker. <laughs> I love that bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bumper sticker. This is, there's a little levity. So I was at a uh, rally and I bought and I had this bumper sticker that said, it is never OK to hit a child. And after a few years with my daughter, Brittany, I, I was seen scraping off. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes OK. <laughs> no, I never hit her. But <laughs> I'm confident. But that was OK. So we need to start bringing this conversation to its circle, which is we, we have a few more minutes, but I just okay. want to sort of not recap, but sort of bottom line where we are and make sure that there's that we have space to, to sort of add anything else you want to make sure you include. So I'm not a skills and tools girl, and I have skills and tools. So this is what this is what rest, same thing. I love this. This is, this is what rests on my computer. Um, 
So this is my eight CD, which of course you they don't stream it, but it's my eight CD parenting course. And I do have lots of skills and tools, you know, validate feelings, you know, all the stuff that I'm sure, you know, other podcast guests teach you. So I'm not saying I don't have skills and tools because of course you need to have your Arsenal. But you have to have the concepts that those skills exactly. work within. So there's and a context to using tools. And I think as a parenting educator, and that's what we call ourselves too, I love that. That's often what's missing is parents come and say, I want the tools, I want the strategies. But if they don't have the context for it, the strategies- They won't are use it. Right. They won't use it. And I ring the emergency bell that I am saying this to you with all the Oh, God, I wish I could like make a recording of me saying this to you. Your children's grades, none of the stuff you worry about is going to determine how their lives turn out. That's for sure. The beliefs that they have about themselves and life and people and the world is what's going to determine how their lives turn out. And this is not my theory, my good idea. I work every day with people who have beliefs. And when I say to them at the end, because I do this magical thing at the end of my sessions, and I say, is your life consistent with your, did you create your beliefs? And they say, yes. Did your beliefs create your life? Is your life consistent with your beliefs? I had a client who was worth $10 million. He didn't know his wife. He didn't know his kids. He didn't know his kids. His wife was ready to divorce him. And he said to me, Shelly, when is it going to be enough? I said, never. Never. Do you have because the belief? What makes me <laughs> that good is enough, not enough. What and what makes me good enough are my achievements. Right. So here's the beach ball. I'm not important. I'm yeah. not good enough. But what makes me good enough are my achievements. As long as I get A's, I'm good enough. And that beach ball has to stay underwater. Okay. So it's driven. And whatever you acknowledge, you know, your kids for. That's what they're going to think makes them good enough. So you have to let them know who you are is whole and complete and good enough. And as my girlfriend says all the time, everybody has, I say, everybody has their mishigas, their stuff. And we all have it. And if you tell your kids, this is your stuff, this one has that stuff. There's not a person in the world who doesn't have stuff. That's why I'm busy all day. (laughs) <laughs> yep. That's what I say to my kids all the time. It's like, everybody's got their, I might not use the word stuff, but everyone's got their stuff and, yeah. and your stuff. And we're all going to have to learn to deal with our own stuff. And that's really exactly. what the parenting journey is about, is dealing with our own stuff so we can help our kids learn to deal with this. And there's nothing wrong with you. Who yeah. you are is, and again, here's another Shelly gem. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge them for who they are, not, not what, what they, they do. do. <laughs> my husband died. A hundred people came to my house and said he was the most loving person I ever met. And I'm going to tell you what my daughter said. He was the most non-judgmental person. They're not going to. He um, so he had two friends that he knew 40 years And they said, in 40 years, I never heard him say a bad word about anybody. That's who I I know for sure that would not be said about me. I said the same same thing. I wish I could say I was that clean, but I. Well, my daughter said, 
um, I have a daughter who lives in Hawaii, I have two daughters. This is a, the, the other daughter. And she stood up and she said, and, and it's funny because she's not an effusive kind of mushy gushy girl. She's a right. surfer, big wave surfer, you know. Yeah. And she said, um, I not only knew I was loved unconditionally every day of my life, but I never felt judged. That's amazing. And I said, she's not going to say that in mine. <laughs> that's well, and, but that's but, what we want, right? That's what no, we I'm want teasing. for our kids I, is, and for sh- ourselves is we're going to judge. And then it's, it's how do we interpret that? It's kind of like what you were saying before. It's not good or bad, right? It's, it's do we bring discernment to it? Do we I love that, Elaine, because I, here's what I say. Get rid of four words. Good, bad, right, wrong. Yeah. Never say them again. Good, bad, right, wrong. Just get rid of them and describe and always use I messages. I need, I feel, I want, I wish you would go to sleep now. I would appreciate it if you would. I know you feel that way and it's not okay to hit your sister or bang your head or throw books or whatever it is. You know, I was sitting with my grandson one day and all of a sudden he got up and he picked the chair up and threw it across the room into the wall. And I was like, wow. I said, Logs, you must be really angry, right? (laughs) It's like, holy smokes. And it's not okay to destroy furniture, you know, you can or walls. Or walls, exactly. Yeah. So I hate to wrap this up, but it's time to wrap this up. So please, I know you you showed your CDs that are now yeah. streaming. So, yeah. but tell parents. I, I think you said you have a gift. So, how can well, parents gift, get get in touch? The with gift you? is completely different. So, so if you go to empoweringthenextgeneration.com, this is a manual for parenting. It is the best thing you could give yourself. Okay. So that empowering the next, the next generation. generation.com. Yeah, the we'll put free, it in the show notes. The free gift is a different URL. Go to recreateyourlife.com, R-E, recreateyourlife.com. And you can eliminate a belief for free. And why I want you to do this, not because you're going to eliminate a belief in your life is going to change. You'd have to get more than one, but it will be so real for you in your own life, how your belief got formed and how to get rid of it. And you will, as you do the process, I want you to think about the steps and you'll see how you can not only keep your children from forming negative beliefs, but you can use this process to help get rid of the ones that they have formed. And mostly it's by getting them to get, you never saw I'm stupid. Right. You saw your grades. You never saw nobody will ever like me. You saw a few kids be mean to you. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Language you know, what I'm taking away from today, and I hope everybody will take a moment to sort of reflect and ask yourself, what are the insights that I've gotten from today? Because it's been a really rich, full conversation. The the reminder to me, and we do so much work around this, and I know you do too, is that language really matters. How we speak about things <laughs> informs how we, everything in terms of how we interpret them and how we act. And so as parents... Yeah. It really helps to be very conscious of how do I say it and how do I tweak the, you know, we often say it's the little nuances that have the most transformation. 
right? It's the little changes. It's not huge, big changes. Because a lot of you, if you're listening to this, as you say, you're probably already a conscious parent. You're probably doing a pretty, pretty damn good job. Yeah. And what's the opportunity here is to make those little tweaks that have this profound impact in your family. So yeah. I love that. I gave a lot in this short time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're you like, there's so much more I want to say, but I don't feel that way. I feel like very interesting in, because usually I talk for, you know, at least an hour. But this uh, week, coaching, we call that you feel complete. I feel complete. I was just going to say that I feel complete. It's great. So we do want to wrap up. Is there any any other pearls or, or anything you want to make sure your the listeners take away or something you hope they take away from today before we check into your little favorite quote? When your child walks away from you, stop and ask yourself, what did they just conclude? And if that's not a belief you want them to have for the rest of their life, go back and clean it up. Clean it up. I love it. Go back and clean it up. And so that last pearl, what's what's your favorite quote or motto? <sighs> well, I told my kids, um, I don't know that I'm so happy I did <laughs> because it worked, but I told them life is like a yardstick. And most people live somewhere in the first two feet, 11 and three quarter inches. What life's about is that last quarter of an inch. Life's about the last quarter of an inch. And, and I do think you said you have a daughter who's a like big surfer. So big wave I surfer. suspect that she's kind of living in that last quarter inch a lot. Of the and the time. other <laughs> one, if I showed you pictures, you know, she does this thing called canyoneering and, right. you know, <laughs> on these mountains. I have a picture of her where she's in a black wetsuit and she's on a mountain in this water. And yes, they both, that's why I said, I'm not, I didn't expect it to quite turn out that way. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. I'm just careful what that. you wish for. Yeah. But it's All just right. dancing in that last quarter of an inch. It's going the distance. It's being willing to fail. Tell your children failure is good. It teaches you Read them every quote. There's 400,000 on the internet. Read them quotes about failures. When they make a mistake, yell, learning opportunity. Yeah, tons of them on the on the website on Impact Parents. There's because we call it failing forward and failing forward. to make Love mistakes. And a lot of work around it. Love that. All right, Shelly, thank you so You're much so for being here. so smart to listen to you, Elaine. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> it's, this has just been a pleasure. Thank you all for being here. Our guest has been Shelly Lefko and the Pearl's wisdom, like the show notes could be a mile long. I'm not sure how we're going to manage that. Um, <laughs> but, but make sure you go check out the free gift that she's offering you at recreateyourlife.com is going to be fabulous. And I really encourage you to take advantage of it. Um, Shelly, thank you. And to all of you who are listening, thank you for all that you're doing for yourself and for your kids. At the end of the day, that's what makes the difference. Take care, everyone. See you soon. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.